1: and for Breast cancer is the most common cancer among women worldwide and the second most common cancer overall with more than 2 million women diagnosed every year. Now, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation reports that breast cancer now represents one quarter of all cancers in women. And since 2008, this is a bit shocking, worldwide breast cancer has increased by more than 20%. Now, today we're talking to a woman who battled a recurrence of breast cancer, but in January of this year, her scan showed no signs of the disease. And joining us from Alberta, Canada, to tell her story is Ashley Williams. Ashley, thanks very much for being here and telling your story.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm really... I'm excited and a little bit nervous, but mainly excited.
1: Oh, well, is...
3: Ashley, we're delighted to have you on, and <laughs> you're such a win And with a triple positive. Um, mm-hmm. that's a Triple positive diagnosis is amazing.
1: Ashley, tell us about the day this past January when you had your T, uh, CT scan and were told there was no sign of the disease. Take us through that.
2: Well... I mean, just to rewind a little bit, I'd had a PET scan done in November of this past year um, that, had, that had given me almost almost clear. Um, I had to push for a CT scan in January, um, end of January of this year, just just to reclarify clarify to give me more confidence moving forward. And that's when it came back as the all clear. So I knew I was moving in the right direction um, when I had that scan in November, but it's definitely like set a whole different tone when I had that late January scan, um, it, it's a feeling of just release, I, I guess, from from the disease.
1: Yeah, I was going to suggest that. It must have been uh, a sense of relief that finally you've, uh, you've, yeah. you've conquered this. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, sorry, go ahead. No, in September of 2017, you were mm-hmm. originally diagnosed with triple positive breast cancer, as Corey mentioned. Now, that tends to grow fast and is difficult to treat. Tell us about some of the issues and concerns you were having prior to being diagnosed.
2: Um, just to take it back and give sort of a little bit of a background, I was, yes, I was originally diagnosed in September of 2017. Um, I had found a lump at about 37, 38 weeks pregnant with my second son. I didn't think too much of it at the time. Um, but of course, just because I was, you know, heading into breastfeeding my second baby and, and whatnot. But when the diagnosis came in September of 2017, um, it was, it was paralyzing for my, myself and my husband. Um, we did a lumpectomy in October of 2017. So I had a a six week old and a two and a half year old. Um, and we did the lumpectomy and they told me that I was quote unquote cancer, cancer free. Um, wanted to proceed with um, chemotherapy, radiation, tamoxifen, the whole gamut. Um, I didn't take that lightly and I did my research and that's when I decided to push forward with um, the medical marijuana avenue and reached out to Corey at that point. Um, And from there, I I changed everything. My husband and I changed everything in our home from the, the chemicals we used in our cleaning agents to pots and pans to our water filtration system to I went vegan. And then, I, you know, I was doing vitamin C intravenuses, and as well as um, the medical marijuana. At that point, I was doing a one-to-one ratio of THC and CBD. So,
1: now, when you were diagnosed um, uh, in, yeah. in 2017, were you pregnant mm-hmm. or did you just have your child?
2: I just had him. He was four weeks old when I was given the diagnosis.
1: Four yes. weeks old. Wow,
3: that must have that must have been so horrifying to get a diagnosis like that and have these two young children. I, I, you
2: know, I think I was, to be honest with you, I think I went into a fight or flight mode, and and I think it's now looking back on it, almost four years later, it's a bit of it's a bit of a blur, um, and I definitely feel like I'm navigating some of the PTSD from that, as well as this past year with the reoccurrence, but. Yeah, it just you know you, it sends you into a tailspin, and you kind of just have to do whatever it takes to
3: to stay alive.
1: Yeah, you do what you have to do, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, you do.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Okay, so you had no you had no chemo or radiation then when when they suggested it, you said no to that and just went with the cannabis.
2: Yeah. So I made the decision in late November of that year, um, and and um decided that it was not for me the chemotherapy the radiation and the tamoxifen and and since then I mean four years later and I, I I don't think it'll be a thing that I would ever go that route um it doesn't resonate with me at all the cannabis is definitely where I'm at and what feels organically good for me so no I did not do any I've never done chemotherapy or radiation
3: Okay, so they so they do the lump back to me, but they say you're all clear now because they've done this lump back to me, And then you do the one to one ratio, and that's what you were on, yeah, so I did the one to one ratio,
2: and I didn't, but I wasn't doing a full gram at that point because they'd given me the the all clear. So I was doing about, I would say five grams in a month span at that point, right. yeah, so that's what I was doing. And then, Fast forward to 2019, when I was re-diagnosed. Um, same breast, same same situation. Um, that was again September of 2019. I was re-diagnosed with um, recurrence. Um, we did a full right breast mastectomy in November of 2019. Um, at which point, they removed six tumors um, from my right breast and. Uh, I mean, I'm not a busty girl, so it was it, it, to think that there were six tumors in there was was quite shocking. Um, again, they wanted to push for the chemotherapy, the radiation, and the tamoxifen. And I mean, it, it, it's it's was staying true to to myself and what felt organically good for me. So I, I pushed through and did still did the one to one. THC, um, CBD, and I was doing about three-quarters of the gram at that point last November um, into the new year of 2020. Um, And then in in June of last year, I had a CT scan, and they were showing some lymph nodes that were um, lighting up, and they they ended up doing a lymph node dissection in last July, and we removed 16 lymph nodes from under my armpit, and 12 of them came back cancerous. And that's when I contacted Corey and was ready to go full tilt into, um, the cannabis side of things. And that's when I switched from the one-to-one ratio and did a gram a day, full THC spectrum for, I committed to four months of that. Right.
3: Now uh, refresh my memory here, Ash. Did you do, um, at that stage in the game, did you do CBD on the side? but no, just yes. not together. yeah important I think to mention because although we don't get a lot of triple positives we've had uh three wins recently and it was all with uh THC apart from the CBD with it with at least two hours in between so that's not doing at this stage okay and that's sort of what I'm doing yeah I take my CBD
2: definitely apart from it um just yeah, exactly. Just because I want to keep, couple it up with the with the THC, but not at such a not together. Yeah, yeah. And it, so when when I decided to do that route, it last late July, early August. Um, Corey you and I discussed, and I was doing it both orally and via suppository. Um, just because the oral was is, I mean, it's a stone. It's it's very intense, and I have two young kids, and it's it's not something that it was easy to navigate. So I was trying to do it from all angles and I was rubbing it on topically as well because I had a couple little spots in my um neck that we were concerned about Mm -hmm. um so then September of last year like 2020 um I was keeping on with ultrasounds and and whatnot just to see if we were where we were at because when I've walked away from the chemotherapy and decided to go this route I wanted to make sure that I was staying on top of diagnosis um sorry um scans and whatnot just so that I'm know where I'm at for four months because that's a long time to leave things um and things were coming back shrinking things were shrinking consistently and and it was really heartwarming and made me it gave me confidence
3: and and I'm sure encouragement as well yeah
2: yeah it did it gave me some peace of mind to sleep at night um knowing that I was going in the right direction versus the wrong direction so and then and then fast forward to that November 20th scan of uh, in 29 or this last year, twenty twenty, um, yeah, it came back ninety five percent clear, and I, uh, I mean it, it
3: kind of makes me emotional even thinking about it. Oh, that's because fine. it's um, it's a big deal, you know. It's, it's a huge deal on so many levels. I mean, cancer itself—if anybody hasn't lived with cancer, they don't even know what it's like because it's no. always there, this black cloud that follows you. But for you to be a young mom. And to have, of all the breast cancers, the triple positive. Uh, I would say with my experience, the triple positives are the most challenging. And I think even in um, the allopathic medicine world, uh, they're difficult. So for you to accomplish what you've accomplished with no chemo (laughs) or radiation, I mean, I get choked up thinking about it.
1: Corey, I want to ask you a question about just a few moments ago, you talked about the separation of CBD and THC. Is that only unique to triple positive?
3: Yeah. Um, where You know, with the breasts, the triple nakes, um seem to do really well with high THC. The hormone-driven ones are a crapshoot, but we generally tend to go one-to-one with those, particularly if the woman has had chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, but with these... These triple positives, it, what seems to work the best is them separated for whatever reason.
1: Hmm. No, Ashley, think, when, when, th- go ahead.
3: I think there's some question as to whether or not, If in fact, I do know it's not a question, it is true, um, that when you have CBD in any decent quantity um, or, or strength along with THC, it can push, I know Bob Melamede said, it can push the... Uh, uh THC over to the C B one receptor instead of the C B two. And generally THC targets the C B one receptor. That's how it gets in and kills cancer. So
1: now Ashley when you were diagnosed with a reoccurrence, uh mm-hmm. did you waver at all as a result of this new diagnosis with respect to the uh policy that you were following? What I'm trying, no. I guess, what I'm trying to say is, did you have any doubts? Maybe I'm not yeah. doing the right thing.
2: I, I mean, yes, and yes, and no, in all honesty. Um, if I flash back to the, the November, um, late October of 2019 when I was um leading into that mastectomy surgery, I had pushed forward with um, full THC or sorry, the one-to-one ratio at about three quarters of a gram a day I was doing for about three weeks leading into that surgery. Um, And I did have a scan um, about a week and a half before my mastectomy to see if things had shrunk. And looking at it now, they hadn't shrunk. They'd actually increased a little bit, but I would look at it now and think that they were actually working on um, dying off and was appearing like they were growing when in fact i think they were actually dying off um, I think you think
3: I th- go ahead do you think i'm do you think i'm correct Corey? like is that yes a fair- I do. that's what i was just going to say i think you're correct often um as tumors are dying um they tend to die from the inside out and we'll see hmm. them uh change shape and size and appear to be getting bigger when indeed they're actually dying hmm. and 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 to further that, that's, I mean, because it was in my breast,
2: I was, and I'm, I mean, again, going back to the fact that if you've never had cancer, it becomes all consuming. So I would touch my, this, these tumors in my breast, and I felt like they were changing shape and size. And I did in my heart feel like they were shrinking and, and doing the cannabis was doing what it needed to be done. But then I had the fear that it wasn't working. So that's why I pushed through with the mastectomy. I, I don't know if I would do things differently because I can't live in that fashion. But at the same time, um, I do believe that they were shrinking at that point. How And does I think th- I could have tackled it then without losing a breath. So.
1: Right. Yeah. How, mm-hmm. how is, was your husband through all of this?
2: Oh, uh, my husband is fantastic. He's, um, He's a science guy, so when when I first made the decision to go sort of against the chemotherapy and radiation, I mean he's always been supportive, um, and he's always he's always you know I've done my research and he's always going to have my back. Mm-hmm. But in the last couple years, um, he's he swayed. I don't think he would ever do the chemotherapy either, and he would definitely navigate the marijuana route. Um, I I know that he's proud of me, um, and he's yeah he's super supportive in every in everything that we've, that we've navigated. I mean, it's been challenging for us. It's been,
3: it's been very, very stressful. Yeah. And all consuming. Cause it consumes, yeah. it totally consumes your life. It takes over your life. Yeah. It's it's everything.
2: And then, I mean, of course I don't want to, with COVID this last year hasn't been great either. And I, I know that it's for everybody, but yeah, it's been enough. It's been a challenge navigating through during this, this time as well. But I do. I feel like I'm in a. I feel like I'm coming into a light. I feel like there's the cloud is lifting over my head, and I'm able to to feel the beautiful things about life again. And when I think, when you face death in that fashion, it you you, you can
3: find the joy in the day to day things, in again. simple things. You have a newfound yeah. appreciation for the simplest, simplest of events, the most simplest of things. I do. I
2: find the joy and the beauty in the things that I just never had
3: before
1: and the things people complain about you think oh my god
2: (laughs) yeah oh my goodness is right you have yeah you have no idea but it's also made me more gentle with people too realizing that everybody does have a story and we just never know what people are dealing with in their own personal lives. like you know because I don't think you would ever look at me and think that I've been dealing with cancer you know um so I think it just has t- it's taught me to be less judgmental and more accepting of, of what the world holds.
1: Yeah, that's very true. And I think one of the things that uh, is revel- revelatory for you is the fact that you have faced death. And yeah. uh, you had a four-week-old, and how old was the other child? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half and the thought that uh, you may never see them grow up. I mean that really is is an emotional struggle within you. And you oh, and, you yes, yeah. you've got to do whatever you can to survive.
2: And and to make it just to make it so that my kids aren't feeling it either, but I've had to separate you know when I can feel the cancer stuff versus when I have to be a mom and that's a very tough navigating tool because they don't understand either like my kids truly you can't explain to a a three and a six month old or whatever Mm -hmm. what's what's going on so as time has gone on I think my my oldest is now six and my youngest is going to be four come this August they know they know that mommy is a warrior and they you know they know that mommy only has one boobie because it was sick and we talk Mm -hmm. about things so they're going to know the strength that it's taken to get here um because it's been a fight; it's been a real fight.
1: Yeah, it has, Ashley. Yeah. How when you fr- first started this process and you went through the dietary changes, how uh, how did that impact you?
2: Um, you know, so I I. I, I I started seeing a natural path and we discussed about me going vegan, um, just because I needed to eliminate any outside hormones because obviously with a triple positive, you're, you're overproducing in a hormone situation. So I needed to get rid of any outside hormones that weren't my own. Um, so it was a bit of a navigational tool at the beginning, but now I, I mean, now I prefer vegan. I don't miss the meat. Sometimes I miss cheese and I'll give in every so often, but, um, you know, again, it was one of those things where when I made the decision to go against the the mainstream of the chemotherapy and the radiation, I I made the decision that this was going to be a life changing thing for me too. So is, when is I, your whole, when that is all, your
3: whole family vegan?
2: Um, my husband's about ninety percent vegan. If he gets the opportunity to, to to eat meat, he will um at a restaurant or at, you know at a friend's house or whatever. But yeah, typically we we do eat pretty vegan and pretty clean um I I juice quite regularly um smoothies um we try and just eat you know non-processed foods and and keep it as clean as possible
1: and you feel better
2: I feel great and honestly I think that's the other thing too that's the misconception is for me personally is because I've never done the chemotherapy route sometimes I felt like I'm not a, a cancer survivor or a cancer warrior because I didn't lose my hair and I didn't get sick because I, if I'm honest, I've never felt a day of sickness. Um, I run 5k five times a week. Um, I work out. I, I've never felt sick. I've never felt the, the, the feeling of being sick from cancer. So, um, that's different, I guess, because I, I didn't do the chemo route.
1: Yeah. So, Does that make sense? yeah, yeah. You run five k five days a week.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: I don't want to. Wow. Wanna, yeah.
2: That's for my mental. That's for my mental minds. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm pretty active, and I was pretty active pre this cancer stuff. So for me, the 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 running and the working out is for the physical, yes, and for the health, but it's for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Is I would say the number one. Um, it's a release for me, and it's an escape.
1: Ashley, prior to yeah. your diagnosis and your, mm-hmm. your dietary changes, were you consuming a lot of sugar?
2: That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, <laughs>
2: Good one. Um, yeah, sugar, sugar is my kryptonite, um, but I wouldn't say that it was like in, in, in excess. Um, you know, I like my chocolate and I like things and I would eat, I would give in every so often, but again, it's not something that I was sitting on the couch eating candy after candy or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So it's, that's a tough question to answer. I don't, I don't feel like it was in excess, but maybe, maybe it was more than it should have been. And that triggered it. So I'm not too sure.
1: Yeah. Everybody's different. Mm Hmm. No, when you—it's you st- still
2: my hardest thing to stay away from now. Like I, that like I said, I can get like cheese. I, I miss sometimes, but the sh- it's the sugar that I do crave. If I'm it, so, the, I, I do have to mentally um, walk away from that quite quite often, and that's a, that's a challenge. You know, it's it can be
1: hard. I think I read somewhere that somebody said uh, trying to get off sugar is more difficult than trying to get off heroin. Because it's in yeah, it's in all of our foods. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. That's mm-hmm. right. Now, when you but from from
2: everything to has sugar in it, right?
1: Yeah. And people still eat a lot of packaged foods, which yeah, loaded with sugar. Now, when you first started taking the cannabis, uh, mm-hmm. were you a cannabis consumer prior? <laughs>
2: um, I. Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I've been, I prefer marijuana to alcohol and always have. I've been using marijuana at a leisurely level for the better part of 20 years um, since I, you know, was a teenager. Um, I would go through spurts in my life. I didn't smoke or use it recreationally when I was pregnant with either of my children. But um, I... I like marijuana. I think it's a plant given to us by mother nature and I think it's, it's beautiful. So yes, I'm, I'm a marijuana user. (laughs) Mm.
3: Ashley, did you ever, did you ever think that you might not win this battle? Uh,
2: Um, Corey, that's a good question. There's been some dark nights. Um, I, I know you've had, you've gone through it and you've, you've done, you've cured yourself too. Um, And, you know, the nights can be the hardest. Yeah, Yeah, there was some times that I didn't think I was going to. um, But I was more fearful of the chemotherapy than I ever have been of the cancer itself.
1: Um,
2: And I literally I literally knew and I believe so wholeheartedly in the marijuana that I know it's beautiful and it can it can do wonders. So I just tried to always keep my faith there.
3: Well, I think we'll just call you Wonder Woman because what you've achieved is just incredible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank I think you. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Actually, I mean, you have two young kids you have to deal with. You have breast cancer. You have surgery. You have, uh, and I, I just think uh, you should be extremely proud of yourself and what you've accomplished over the last few years.
2: Thank you. I am. Um, I. I'm finding the proud in myself, Um, but thank you for that. I really appreciate that. It's, it's been a journey and it's been a fight and it's been, it's been very private. I haven't broadcasted it much because it's also one of those things too, where I think when you go against the, the norm, um, it's, it's difficult for people to hear that you're not going to do the chemotherapy. So in that battle too, I was trying to keep it. This is my journey, nobody else's. And yet, outside opinions can be very influencing. So this has been very private. This is my first time that I've really openly spoken about it.
1: <laughs> Did you have any uh, pressures from other family members to take the chemo and radiation?
2: Yes. Um so my mom and my dad um would both preferred me to take the chemo. I think that's obviously switched. Um, Really quickly, my dad's now currently dealing with um, bladder cancer, going the the chemotherapy route. Um, just as of, he's actually starting round two next week. Um, so that I, I think the chemotherapy route was hard for them to swallow. Um, but because I've been so convicted in my, in how firmly I've been around this, um, I think that's been something that they've had to navigate too. But yeah, and my my sisters have been supportive. My husband's been the the most supportive of everybody. And I've got a couple girlfriends that you know that get it as well, um, and that I can turn to. But I, I would say in this last time around, I would say that most people wanted me to do the chemotherapy route because it was something that they saw me struggling.
1: Yeah, so. with your, with respect to your uh, your father's bladder cancer, we have mm-hmm. done an interview with a gentleman in Wales who had bladder cancer, and uh, he was told, as a result of recurrent uh, formations of the cancer on his bladder, they had to keep operating. And the, the skin within his bladder, the membrane was, was too thin, and they said, well, we're gonna have to take out your, your bladder and uh, we'll give you a pig's bladder or we'll give you a bag. And uh, mm-hmm. in no uncertain words, he told them where to go. And mm-hmm. he started growing his own cannabis and making his own oil, and uh, with the help of others. And uh, recently, he was also declared to be free of cancer.
2: like literally gives me goosebumps. <laughs> um, I was in I was in clona, that because that's where my my dad lives, um in February, actually. And my husband and I, you know, we ch- chatted with my dad about where he wanted to go and if, if he was willing to to go the cannabis route. and and I think that's what it boils down to is it's so personal for everybody. Um, but I wanted to give him the, the notion that it, it is his choice and that he can do whatever his he so desires. Um, but I think that's his belief is the chemotherapy. so i've I've had to Navigate that from a different angle now that I'm not the cancer patient and that I'm I'm trying to support my father through the chemo. If that is that is that make sense?
1: Oh yeah, yeah
3: it does.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I I believe in the plant so much that it gives me goosebumps about that gentleman because I I I know that my dad's probably looking down the, the gauntlet of um the bladder removal in after the chemotherapy and I.
1: I I have no words. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you're not only you not only have dealt with your own issues. Now mm. you now you have to go through a family issue with your father.
2: Yeah, it's that's that's been another you know emotional part too, just because it's on the heels of of me um, coming out of this too. Um, yeah, and so you,
3: you just got the news that you were clear, yeah. and, and then this thing with your dad. I mean, it was. That actually, Ashley was going to do an interview a uh, few mm-hmm. weeks ago with us, but that's why she couldn't. Ian was because she had to go and see her dad. Oh, and, Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's a yeah, shame. It's, right it's a personal choice. And that's and that's exactly it,
2: It's a personal choice. And to be honest with you, like I'm, I'm the the PTSD from this is is a real thing too. Like I'm, I'm not navigating this without. Help! I've got two counselors that I see on a regular basis that are helping me pull myself back into a good frame of mind and navigating all of this because it—the trauma is real. The trauma is very real. Um, and I can see I can see where you can permanently ch- change from this, and I don't want cancer to to be a definition of who I am. It's yeah. a part of my story, but I I want to rise up and be more.
3: Yeah, Ashley, just before I forget to mention, sorry to interrupt here, but um, there is a strain of cannabis out there that is excellent for PTSD, and we actually interviewed a woman quite some time ago who had been kidnapped in the whole nine yards and Mm -hmm. had horrific PTSD and was managing it with cannabis. And I mentioned this particular strain to her and she wrote me later and said, what a difference it made. Even though she was getting relief prior to that with cannabis, uh, she found she got even more relief. Um, So the name of the strain is Golden Goat golden goat okay perfect thank you I, I know yeah. it's available from back I know back east there's some so I'm sure you would be able to source something
2: I was just going to say yeah. I'll definitely do some research there because I think I think that's the thing too right like I've noticed that anxiety is higher um within myself and I've never been one to, to navigate anxiety but I think these are just things that I have to I have to
3: navigate and deal with as a result of going through all the trauma that I've been through yeah i think it's important and and you know the other thing that as as a cancer survivor you face is always wondering if it's going to come back mm-hmm. it's always mm-hmm. kind of there it's always in your brain yeah I, I have like, my next
2: know. my next oncology appointment um and see this is the thing too is i have a great oncologist who's helped me navigate this and i've been very forthcoming with her about the route that i've chosen to go i haven't lied i haven't said anything she's showing more interest in the cannabis route all of a sudden because my the, the tests are coming back shrinking and gone. And so she's showing it. I do have my next appointment with her um, in April, at which point again, like I do, I, I don't want to say become obsessive with scans, but at some, you know, you just need to stay on top of it. I think for the first little bit to, to give yourself more confidence that this isn't going to come back. Mm-hmm. Cause you just never know what your little cells are doing in your body. Like I can't check in on them. Right. I can't check in on them. I have to, I have to have faith that this is that I've chosen the right route.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you should be extremely proud of what you've accomplished thus far and um just relax. Have the golden <laughs> have the golden goat. Cory mm. named yeah. it Cory named it after me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is the is there anything you'd like to say in conclusion, Ashley?
2: Um if I'm being very honest, um yeah, I Corrie, I just I have so much gratitude for you. Um, these last four years, you've helped me through every step. Every step, you've been there um, to talk to, to email with, to to get me in contact with with various sources to to out to seek the marijuana. And I just i
3: I couldn't have done it
2: without you. So
3: I'm so grateful.
2: Aw, um, thank you. I'm so you're grateful make, for you.
3: You're making me cry. I'm glad we're Not only doing intention. audio. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, uh, me Ashley. Too. I'm so I'm so proud of you and what you've accomplished. Honest to God, you Thank rock. You. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I just um, I just honestly, if this if it
2: just can just can reach one person and it gives them the faith to go in this direction, it's it's a beautiful plant, and I really do believe in it. Um, I really, really do.
1: Ashley, you're amazing. Thanks for this.
2: Oh, thank you so much, you guys. I, um, I'm crying as well, and I, I'm so appreciative of everything. So thank you very much for having me on.
3: <laughs> Our pleasure. Thank you, Ashley, for taking the time to share your story. And believe me, it will make a difference to more than one woman. Absolutely, oh. guarantee it. Oh,
2: sending much love to you guys, and thank you so,
3: so much. Thanks, okay. Ashley. Hey, okay, Take care. Bye.
1: Just an incredible story by Ashley. And Steve Jobs once said, the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. And I think the reason for that is that facts do little to persuade people. You can tell them all the facts in the world, but uh, you're not going to persuade them. But stories create feelings, and feelings move people. And that's our aim at Cannabis Health Radio, is to have people tell their stories, and based on that, you, the listener make the decision about the use of cannabis in its many forms. And if you'd like to tell your story about the medical use of cannabis and what it's done for you, then go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and tell us about it. And as we usually do at the end of the podcast, if you'd like to support Cannabis Health Radio and help get our message out, which you can do, then become a one-time donator... Donator. donator, One-time donor or a monthly donor to assist us in spreading the word. Simply go to CannabisHealthRadio.com, click on the icon that says Support Us. And we thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you.